Sports Nation Houston football one year later. Why the Cougars in red present some huge question marks. Houston head coach Tony Levine joins us to discuss what he expects tomorrow between the Cougars and Cougars. Plus, Brian Logan representing why BYU's defense won't allow anywhere near 46 points this year. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, September 10th, one day away from more BYU football. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, the man who will don this helmet, the new BYU. What do you call it? The patriotic sticker helmet. Nine Eleven Remembrance helmet. Before anybody else will on national television, Jerem Jordan, the first to don it. Now this has a number one on it. So does does this mean this is Ross Oppo's helmet or Harvey Jackson? Or Harvey Jackson? Here we go. I'm ready to hit somebody. (laughs) Let's go, BYU D. We give up. Eight and a half points a game. Let's go, baby. I think it looks great. I think Follow it looks at great. BYU yeah. Sports Nation. We just tweeted out a picture of the um, new American patriotic flag. decals, American flag, BYU yeah. helmet stickers. I don't know this for sure, but at midfield, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens there, too. Man, the show is so different when I wear a helmet. How's your neck doing? It's doing great. It's in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you in a, in a few minutes. <laughs> Huge shout out to Zach Nyborg, the director of football operations, and Duff Tittle, our BYU Sports Nation historian, for uh, hook, hooking this up. As a really sharp helmet. It looks good. I, I, great choice by BYU to do this on 9-11. Every I time mean, you put on tremendous. one of those helmets, I think we need, we need to take Bronco up on, on the media member challenge. Because we, we talked oh, yeah. to him about this before. Listen, Jeff Call, Jay Drew, Talos Stevens, all those guys. I, I want you in the 40. I, w- I don't care about the bench press as much. I want to catch some passes. Let's go. All of you. Uh, Rubel, everybody. I want to take on all of you. Me and Spencer versus any two. Let's go. <laughs> two on two football. Brandon Gurney, all of you guys. <laughs> Bring it on. Wherever and however you're Dick Harmon, you. Great to have you with us. Jerem uh, will wear that BYU football helmet as long as his neck can handle it. Uh, got, got a message. Zach Nyborg said, it's just an example. It's, it, it could be anyone's. Oh, so it it's could, not necessarily it anybody's Harvey helmet. Jackson or Ross Apples. I was like, oh, I don't want to mess up like the headwear <laughs> in here. Your, hel- your head is stretching the helmet out. You're making it unsafe Pro- for anybody else <laughs> yeah, who I wears want, it after yeah, you. I don't want to mess up the BYUD, okay? <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What do you expect to happen in the BYU versus Houston game? Mm. How is the game going to play out? That's our question. Hashtag BYUSN. Normally I can kind of eat the mic a little bit right here. I got a face mask in front right now. Do you, do you feel impaired? Do I feel prepared? Impaired. Oh, impaired? See, I can't even hear you. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Craig Bills, what's the call, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can barely hear it with that on. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking it off. Fix your hair. Yeah. Fix your hair. Does it need fixing? No. It's I, okay. I think, well, look, there was one guy months ago who was like, hmm, that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> one, one guy? Okay. One, one guy? Okay. Did I put it back in the right spot? Is that good? Right there? That's good. Right there. That, that looks really sharp. Okay. Yes. I, yeah, it looks great. We okay. Where what are we doing? Have we started yet? Let's start over. BYU Three, two, Sports one, Station go. simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout on Game Day Eve. It's time for what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Question: Who is Houston? We know what we saw last year with the Houston Cougars. 
We know what we've seen through their first two games this season. So that means we have no idea what we're going to see on Thursday night when they take the field against BYU. It's a tale of two teams. BYU is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. How does that happen? This is one year after the two teams put on an offensive spectacle or defensive. Ugh. Yeah. Depending on how you it look at it. It was a fun game. It was a fun game. With the same two quarterbacks and essentially the same core of playmakers, BYU scores 47, Houston scores 46 at Reliance Stadium in Houston. What does Reliant Bron- K Stadium. What does Bronco Mendenhall expect? Uh, just the same as a year ago. Really good schemes and good players. And, but man, that was a, an exhausting game um, right to the very end. And, yeah, we, we know we have our hands full. Their hands are full, but they're an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. BYU doesn't care about that. Why does that change, though? Because, Why does it change because so Houston much? lost to Texas San Antonio and then played Grambling State. They're supposed to win and win big. 47 nothing. Great. But I watched that whole Houston-Texas San Antonio game. UTSA is not bad. They're not going to be a ranked team at any point this year, yeah. but they lost by, what, three to Arizona the next week at home? They're okay. Houston looked terrible against UTSA. Awful. I didn't see any of their other games besides the BYU game last year. But to me, that's kind of your peak game offensively last year for BYU, too. And then your worst defensive game. Yeah. Probably for BYU, too, right? Undoubtedly. So that was sort of an anomaly. Like in gymnastics... When they, comp- when they uh, compile the scores, they throw out the high and the low, and that's kind of what you are. I think that's the case with both these teams, based on last year. And we are giving te- Houston the benefit of the doubt because that was that kind of game last year, and they played a little differently this year. If BYU t- were to just look at 2014, Houston doesn't look good at all. But if you remember the game you played against BYU... And you know that all BYU that, players do. Just base it off that. We, let's compare and contrast them at the next level. Three positives for BYU, starting with, for one, you're playing really well. You dominated UConn by 25. You embarrassed Texas and Austin by 34. That will sway things in your favor. Secondly, it appears the defense is better, and the offense is more consistent, particularly inside the red zone. So, yeah, I can see why BYU and at home is a favorite, but I'm just thinking 18 and a half. Wow. Houston get no respect right now. I'm calling it the red zone forever, by the way. I'm, ne- it, I'm never going back to blue. Well, ever since we started calling it the if, red zone, it's if been we're better, gonna right? go co- Yeah, if we're going to go color, yeah, we swayed that. No. If, <laughs> if we go color-centric, why not green? It's the color of the field, and it means go, as in go score touchdowns. Why don't we call it green, you know, if we're going to get color cute? It's the red zone. That's just what it is. And BYU's been better. BYU has been better. Now Houston. You know what they had last year before the BYU game? Confidence! A 5-0 and record, and I called for 17-plus, and it was a one-point game. But guess what? I'm calling for 17-plus again. BYU is going to beat Houston by 17-plus. sure you want to I do feel that? great about it, <laughs> just like I did last year. Blue goggle alert. <laughs> is that blue goggle alert? BYU has won well, by 25 yeah. and by 34. I don't know that I'm it is 17. because they're an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. You're not even going more than... The, the, what the experts are saying. I don't care about the line. I don't bet. It's BYU by 17+. plus. Am I not? I don't care whether that's bold or not. That's just my score prediction. John O'Corn had a phenomenal freshman. Say his name. John Children of O'Corn. Thank you. Excuse me. Threw four interceptions against UT San Antonio. He threw 10 all of last year. He, looks, he looked awful in that game. It was so weird because he had a good freshman year. And turnovers... 
might be where this game hinges. Certainly, it brings up our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler seven. Houston has turned the ball over seven times in two games after only 18 last year. That was Houston's calling card, the reason they were in a lot of games. Houston led the nation in turnover margin with plus 25. That's just... Last year. They're they're plus one, I believe, right now. But they, they played two. They played uh, an okay non-P5 in UTSA and Grambling. I mean, they're on pace to turn the ball over twice as much as they did last season. Yeah, and that's that's bad through the first two games for sure. That was that's what how they stayed in games. They they beat all the teams teams they were supposed to beat, and then lost to all the teams they were not supposed to beat. They played UCF tough and Louisville and BYU, all these different games. Cincinnati. All within seven points or less. And, Lack- then they, and then that fifth game, they lost to Vandy by 24 or something in the bowl game. Turning the ball over a ton. Lack of confidence. But they do return their top two receivers in Deontay Greenberry and Daniel Spencer. Greenberry's had a solid two games thus far. He's over 200 yards receiving. Okay? 18 yards a catch. That guy can play. He, he's an NFL prototype player. Blaine Fowler loves him. He, he thinks that he's going to create matchup problems for BYU big time. Not to mention in last year's game, I, I know he was kind of the number three receiver, Daniel Spencer. Oh, that the, guy the tore up BYU 186 yards last year. He's back too. That what 69 yard touchdown catch on a from Greg Greg Ward on a like reverse pass. They have some good receivers. They uh, returned the top two running backs as well. Though running the ball is not something that they emphasize. The the quarterback. Now here's the thing that's different. New offensive coordinator, although he was co-offensive coordinator but last still, year. But still, it's all him Travis now. Travis Bush, Doug Meacham went to TCU. Can mess things up. And then two experienced linemen. The other three mm. have a combined six uh, starts. One has 41 starts, uh, career starts 23, and then the other three have a combined six. That's where the BYU defense takes advantage, right there. Just like they did against Texas. So what's going on? Head coach Tony Levine on how he feels about his team after kind of a weird two games thus far. Well, we're still a, a work in progress a little bit. And, and, and again, I think uh, we saw improvement from game one to game two, certainly. And, and uh, again, this will be a good test for us going up against a top 25 opponent on the road for the first time for, for our program this year. You can hear the entire interview with Houston head football coach Tony Levine coming up on BYU Sports Nation in just a few minutes. The last thing I want to add to Houston that is causing them problems, and, and this this is something that we should pay a ton of attention to, and that is that John O'Corn, everybody has tape on him now. You see a lot of quarterbacks burst onto the scene. They're new. You're not really sure how to defend them. But now that he's had a full season, defenses are like, okay, well, we watched every game that you played last year. We, we know how to For attack For some you. reason with him, he struggled out of the game. A, a, a lot of the, the good quarterbacks, that's not an issue. Like with Taysom Hill, it's not like, Oh, people know what he is. It's yeah, did Texas like, not have enough film on like, Taysom to figure out what if, to do? If you're good, it doesn't matter. Johnny Manziel is a redshirt freshman. Like, oh, we got you now. We've seen film. Like, it didn't matter. He was, he was better than what the D that's could what, do against that's him. That's what separates the great ones from the guys that struggle. Look at Peyton Manning. I mean, he— Oh, any, any good quarterback. Great quarterback. the elite of the elite. Great quarterbacks continue— to beat defenses, even though they think they know how to Because you have to make some adjustment. For some yeah. reason, it hasn't worked with John O'Corn. Granted, in one game, like, grambling is like a formal scrimmage. It's UTSA that you can kind of look at. But you look at the BYU game, 46 points. The dude's dangerous. They can do that against BYU. Which Houston team will show up for the Thursday night national spotlight showdown 
against BYU. Our Twitter question today, what do you expect to happen in the BYU versus Houston game? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At RHS grad 2014, BYU will put up huge amounts of points. Taysom will throw for 400 plus. Wow. I mean, he did last year. He did last year, 417. And put up over 49 points. Can I remind everyone um, that? Okay. (laughs) That's a blue goggle moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last year, can, can I remind everyone of the stat of stats with Taysom? He became the seventh player in FBS history to throw for 400 and rush for 100 in the same game, in the Houston game. That was amazing. That's a BYU classic. By the way, uh, it was a road game, but we have video on demand and rebroadcast rights of that game like 100%. It just worked out, neutral site, whatever, TV contracts. You can watch that game again on uh, BYUTVSports.com. Watch it tonight, then watch the next game tomorrow at Foof's Chili Plate. I expect football and happiness. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for weighing in. Is... It, yeah, it is going to be good. I don't expect BYU to like start putting up like fifty plus in every game, but I think forty. I think if BYU can get high thirties, forties, now we're talking. You need margin of victory to climb, 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 climb. If you're undefeated, win with style. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. We showed you this on the top of the show, and we tweeted out a picture on our account at BYU Sports Nation. BYU has new nine eleven. Never forget. Helmet sticker decal oh, for mention, tomorrow's game. We should mention on the back, there's a sticker in in a Pentagon form that has the, the Twin Towers, the World Trade Center, the yeah. two towers on the back. Very cool. It says, uh, never forget. We n- will never forget. Tremendous. Really cool and, stuff. And BYU has some cool plans for the game tomorrow. The, both teams will be on the field for the National Anthem. That's rare. Uh, they'll have a flag that is massive tomorrow. Uh, special National Anthem sung by a band. Uh, uh, instead of just one person or the band, uh, a band, a rock band coming in. And so it's going to be cool. Uh, the Rock's going to have uh, cards, you know, that have a message, um, two messages when they flip it over. So lots of cool stuff planned tomorrow. Again, if you haven't seen the helmet or what it will look like, head to our Twitter account at BYU Sports Nation. Last thing I want to mention, Daniel Sorensen, kind of, I mean, not kind of, just an absolute stunner, released by the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday after a bunch of roster moves. Hebron Fangupo also released out the Chiefs practice squad, although I anticipate Daniel will get back on with the Chiefs, at least on the practice squad, once he clears waivers. That'd be good. We've, he had made it, and now he's off. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Houston head coach Tony Levine, what he thinks about the national spotlight and what a win over the Cougars of BYU would mean. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on game day eve. From Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. I mentioned some cool stuff that's going to be happening in the pregame for uh, BYU in Houston tomorrow. You can watch it. We'll show it to you uh, tomorrow, 8 Eastern. Countdown to kickoff live on BYU TV. An hour-long pregame show will get you set uh, for BYU in Houston. Very excited about that tomorrow. The first home game of the season. Always love that. We're going to be at the stadium a lot of tomorrow, which is an awesome We'll day. be there tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> We're doing the show from the stadium tomorrow. Very cool. Not to mention the countdown to kickoff and the post game to follow. I might just sleep there. Okay. Yeah. In the Cougar room. Just like in a cot or something. Wait, wearing this helmet. Have you checked with Bronco on that? 
No, I don't need to check with Bronco. I got the key. <laughs> I got a key like a couple months ago. I just go Do hang you out really? there. No. Oh, I'm like, you have a key? Why have we not talked about this before? <laughs> yeah, I just go kick field goals randomly. Why are we not like and... hooking up an Xbox 360 in there? and or... On the big screen? Yeah, doing something. Because we have a similar size thing in our this uh, is true. down the hall. Yeah, yeah, we do have that 27-foot <laughs> projection screen. Which, which brings up, that, which brings up the question, why have we not hooked up an Xbox to the 27-foot projection we're screen? we're busy doing this show, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, our Twitter question. What do you expect to happen in the BYU versus Houston game at JMMatson32? I expect at Big Daddy Fua, Alani Fua, to serve up some big fish with a side oak horn. Yeah, well yeah, played. Yep, yep, that's well good. Well played. You know what? You really have to nail it if you're going to go pun. And uh, you went pun and it worked. Nicely done at JM Matson 32. That that is that's a great, that's solid cogitate. Well cogitated. Well, it is well cogitated. Hashtag 17 plus. We didn't get to mention uh, in the first block about some BYU injuries. So there are, there are some notes: Bronson Kafusi, uh, Algie Brown. And DeAndre, DeAndre Wesley. Wesley, all dealing with ankle injuries. Now, here's the thing. With, with Bronson Kafusi, uh, he has a high ankle sprain, missed a lot of the Texas game. Mm. Uh, Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune reported he was walking around in a boot. That is not good. High ankle sprains, traditionally, you're not going to be ready in a short week for a game like Houston. I, th- this is just me, but I'm guessing that Bronson doesn't play this Thursday, and I would – It'd be awesome if he played the next week at Virginia. That'd be a short. With the high run. ankle sprain, it's even a stretch that he could play in the Virginia game. I mean, right. they have a bye on the twenty seventh of September, yeah. so the, it might be. Bronco Mendenhall yesterday said that he wants all three to play against Houston, so that wow. that'd be quick. I'm just guessing we don't see Bronson tomorrow, and I think BYU takes confidence in the fact that Michael Elisa played well against Texas, and that it would be okay to not have Bronson. Boy, it's nice to have some depth on oh, the football yeah. team, huh? What a what a play. yeah a couple great plays by Michael Lisa who yesterday in BYU football all access on set here in BYU Sports Nation told us he needs to learn the defense better but luckily he made a couple of turnovers so that he can kind of be like well at least I did that <laughs> the coaches yeah. weren't yelling at him as much because he made some plays but he's like man I had some blown coverage and those are the things we don't see but that are going on in the uh, in the outside linebacker room of hey you got to learn the defense better BYU Houston tomorrow on ESPN nine Eastern. Seven Mountain. That's right. Under just, the spotlight. Just eight Eastern Canada to kick off. That's all you That's need. right. Exactly. <laughs> Today marks the third time we've had Houston football head coach Tony Levine on BYU Sports Nation. But this time, we learned something new about the old ball coach Levine. He was an arena football player. We spoke with him from Houston yesterday about his team, the matchup with BYU, and playing on a Thursday night on national TV. But naturally, we felt like we needed to start with Coach Levine discussing his career in arena football. Back on BYU Sports Nation, Tony Levine, head coach of the Houston Cougars and former standout for the Minnesota Fighting Pike of the Arena Football League. Coach, why have we not discussed your arena football career before? This is visit number three. It is, and, and you know what? Uh, I, I was going to bring it up the, the first two visits, but I can never <laughs> really incorporate it into any of my answers. My, my jersey's actually retired from the, the Minnesota Fighting Pike. So Are I don't you know serious? Why you, well, in theory, uh, the Pike only lasted one year. So <laughs> after that season, all of our jerseys apparently were retired. That's fantastic. A uh, couple games into the season, what do you think of your squad so far in 2014? Well, we're still a, a work in progress a little bit. And, and again, I think uh, we saw improvement from 
game one to game two, certainly. And, and uh, again, this will be a good test for us going up against a top 25 opponent on the road for the first time for, for our program this year. But, uh, uh, you know, again, I thought uh, uh, on offense, defense, and special teams, we, we uh, cut down the errors. We, we, we uh, corrected some mistakes we had made. Uh, we cut the number of penalties in half um, uh, from game one to game two as well. So, again, some things certainly going in the positive uh, uh, direction. And, again, uh, you know, hoping, uh, not hoping, looking for more improvement uh, going into uh, tomorrow night's game as well. There's certainly a delicate balance of Thursday night games on ESPN. What do you think about the prospect of playing in those games on shortened weeks in the national spotlight? I, I think it's great. And I think, uh, you know, certainly any time we play on a Friday night, which is typically uh, uh, when high schools play across the country. You know, we've got tremendous uh, respect for high school programs and, and hate to interfere with with kind of their night. But uh, uh, at least for our program, when when the uh, the schedule comes out and the TV kind of controls uh, moving games around, and when uh, this year we're, we've got five midweek games, two Thursday nights. This will be our first, and then and then three Friday. Uh, games nationally televised, so it's good exposure for our program. I think it uh, allows not only our fan base and, and even even high school recruits on Thursday nights the opportunity to watch you uh, really on a big stage. How has your offense changed, if at all, with Travis Bush now as the offensive coordinator this season? It uh, it, it hasn't changed uh, uh, much. You know, a new wrinkle here or there, but uh, you know, again, we try to play with great tempo. We do not huddle. Uh, we try to be as balanced as we can in terms of run to pass, and, and uh, uh, but really our philosophy is the same. We're gonna we're gonna uh, try to get first downs, try to move the chains, uh, try to be efficient on first down, and and we're gonna throw quick quick game. We're gonna have some play action stuff, but uh, again the philosophy hasn't changed uh, uh, with with Coach Bush taking over at offensive coordinator this season. Tony Levine in his third season as the head coach of the Houston Cougars back on BYU Sports Nation for his third trip to the show. Coach, John O'Corn was so dynamite as a freshman, and you mentioned it was only his second year of starting as a quarterback. He started his senior year in high school, and then he, he got the starting nod at Houston. He's had some up and downs this season through two games. How would you evaluate his play thus far? Well, you know, he, he's, uh, we've all made some mistakes, uh, you know, mistakes that we can certainly learn from. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think, again, going back out and, and uh, getting this third opportunity, uh, you got 12 games. You're, you're promised. This is very, very still early in the season, and uh, you know I think the more the, the more he plays, the better he gets. And uh, we got to get him out there, give him some confidence early. You know, get uh, uh, again, and it doesn't just fall on the quarterback. I think when you when you have struggles, uh, people look at the quarterback first. And, and uh, I think football is certainly the ultimate team sport. And I think offensively, in particular, you got to have 11 guys do their job for a play. Um, to be successful. So, in terms of pass protection by the O line or the running backs, or, or uh, you know, uh, the routes at the correct depth, or dropping balls at, by the by receivers, it all has to work hand in hand. We got to establish a run. So, um, you know, I think uh, uh, John is certainly capable. He showed that last year and, and uh, had a great off season. Had a great. Uh, training camp, and again, I, I look for John to have a, a very good season this year. Does he have a nickname? Because we've been calling him John Children of O'Corn, like for a year. <laughs> you know, his nickname is John O'Corn. So, <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, uh, a lot of people uh, refer to to individuals by their first name, sometimes their last name, and for whatever reason, uh, people don't call him John. They call him John O'Corn. So it's snappy. Uh, I, I guess his nickname is actually his full name. Fair enough. We appreciate the clarification on that. So Absolutely. if last year was 47-46, which was one of the 
top college football games in in the country, really, when you look at entertainment value. Should we expect, like, I don't know, 63-62 this season? Well, you know, someone asked me that the other day on a, in a, uh, on a conference call, and it's, uh, I mean, I, again, I don't uh, predict scores of uh, football games. you got a bunch of uh, young men out there for uh, 60 minutes on the scoreboard, but it's a three-and-a-half-hour contest, and, again, things can happen. Last year uh, we scored on special teams. We scored on defense, so, uh, you know, the, the, the lead changed hands a number of times. So, again, it's going to be uh, two great programs going head-to-head and, and should be a great football game. But with that said, would you rather have it high scoring or low scoring? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, and I think most coaches would say this. I mean, we're we're, we're going to try to win the football game, and I and I know uh, <laughs> uh, certainly uh, Coach Mendenhall in, in BYU is going to try to win the game. So if it's if it's three to two or eighty three to eighty two, I think the team with the three or the team with the eighty three. Uh, won't be uh, complaining after the game's over. Absolutely. Certainly. As you process film of Taysom Hill and you, you watch him leap over the Texas defenders last week and, and him go wild against the Longhorns yet again, how do you prepare for a dual-threat quarterback like Taysom Hill? Well, I think, I think Taysom Hill is, is one of the premier quarterbacks in the country, and, and I, don't think, uh, I don't think nationally he gets, uh, for whatever reason, I don't think he's getting the recognition he deserves. And he's, uh, I said this also this week, I mean, if there's is, if there's such a thing as looking up the phrase "dual threat quarterback" in the dictionary, it's got to have his picture next to it. <laughs> I mean, he he's listed as six two two thirty three. Um, I saw him in person a year ago. I, I feel like he's bigger than that. He certainly plays bigger than that. He can run extremely well, and uh, I, I don't know that he gets the credit uh, that he deserves for how well he throws the ball. He's he's got a quick release. He's very accurate and he's very confident. And you can tell on the video, if nothing else, he's a, he's a team leader for BYU. So he's tough to prepare for. Uh, again, you know, you could sit there and say we want to stop this aspect of his game, then he can beat you with the other aspect. So, it's, uh, again, it is a team game, and, and he's got a lot of weapons around him. But uh, he's, he's as talented, I think, uh, a quarterback as there is in the country. Coaches always want enough time to prepare for a game. And I know Spencer mentioned the Thursday game. Would you are you okay with sacrificing some prep for the exposure that brings in ESPN Thursday night game? Uh, yes, we are, and I think uh, uh, you know I think this game specifically, just just having played each other last year, I think we've got I think both programs should have some familiarity with each other. Uh, but again, for 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 us to be able to play on ESPN Thursday night, there's there's only two or three games on. And uh, the exposure it gives our program, it's something that, uh, while it may be a negative, the, the, the shorter preparation time, yeah, it's a positive with the exposure. Then having Friday, uh, not having a game, it allows your staff to go on the road recruiting. So you, you certainly uh, you make do, and I mentioned earlier, you know, we got five midweek games, and, and uh, we certainly like that exposure for our program. Tony Levine, head coach of the Houston Cougars on BYU Sports Nation. What would a win over now 25th-ranked BYU do for the overall direction of your program this season? Well, we take it one game at a time, and I know it's an old coaching cliche, but but we really live by it here. And, and again, our, what we talk about each week is what we have to do, we feel like, to win that game that week. And uh, we just want to try to be 1-0 at the end of the week. So, again, no, no game is bigger than any others. I know BYU, rightfully, uh, deservedly so, is ranked now in the top 25. Uh, it's a game that's going to be nationally televised uh, on a Thursday by ESPN. But, again, it's, uh, uh, it's our next game. It's certainly a very, very important game. But uh, uh, we don't want to make them 
uh, build them up too big or, or certainly uh, uh, not have uh, enough respect for any opponent. So it's a big game, and, and again, it, uh, uh, to answer your question specifically, we would, have, we would achieve our goal of being 1-0 at the end of the week. I saw some post-game quotes from you in reference to the quarterback situation of the possibility of maybe opening that up and having uh, Billy Kosh come in and compete for that. Is that open, or is it John O'Corns right now? No, it's John O'Corns. And uh, if you saw some quotes afterwards, it might have been just questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no, John O'Corn uh, is our starter, will be our starter, gives us the best chance to win a quarterback. And, and uh, you know, in this last game, we, uh, we rotated Greg Ward in for a couple of plays, uh, we did that last year as well, um, and we had a wildcat package. So, you know, could things like that continue? Absolutely. Um, you know, if we feel like uh, those packages give us a chance to, to move the chains and be successful in offense. But, no, John O'Corn, uh, w- without any hesitation, will continue to be our starting quarterback. BYU's defense gave out 10 points to UConn, a team in the American Athletic Conference that you will see later, and seven points to Texas, so eight and a half points per game. What makes it difficult to compete against the type of BYU defense that they run this year? Well, you know, a number of things, and I think when you think of BYU, and maybe this goes back to, in my opinion, uh, you know, Taysom Hill not getting uh, the credit I think he deserves, is, is BYU typically, they're known for, for their defense, or they, at least they, they have been traditionally, and um, you know, I think Coach Mendenhall, that's his background, and, and they're big, they're physical, they're multiple, uh, and they're aggressive. They'll blitz, they play man, uh, they do a little bit of everything. So they, they, uh, try, they do a great job keeping offenses off balance. They do a great job on first down, and they do a great job against the run. So uh, there's, a number of, uh, there's a number of things there. You know, again, I think uh, around here what we talk about is we've got to uh, concern ourselves with us and how we execute and how we perform and taking care of the football. Um, so it's it's definitely a big challenge. I think when you look at BYU, um, and, and a big reason they're undefeated right now, ranked, is it, it, they are not they're not a one-dimensional team. They they they're they're very efficient on offense, and they do a great job in the kicking game. So um, they're, they're uh, you know a complete program right now in all three phases. But again, defensively, uh, I think they've got a tremendous amount of uh, confidence, and I think they've got uh, they've certainly got an identity. Coach Tony Levine of the Houston Cougars on BYU Sports Nation. Always great to talk with you, Coach. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy week on a short week as you get ready for BYU. I only have one final request. Is there any way you could bring some Frenchie's chicken with you? <laughs> and, you know, we talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah. I'll see what I can do. I'm not, I'm not an expert on how you uh, would get that there and keep it fresh. How do you I, transport I, I, that? Okay. No, we've got a full-time dietitian on our staff. Let me let me visit with her. <laughs> we could work something out. Fair enough. Hey, Coach, great to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you. Head Coach Tony Levine of the Houston Cougars. I always enjoy talking to him, and quite frankly, I, I hope they win every game except for the one against BYU. Absolutely, and it's a short week, and he joined us. Props to him. That's awesome. Hey, tomorrow, there's a lot going on. If you're local and you're going to the game, we're going to show you as much as we can on the pregame show, counting to kickoff 8 Eastern. But the uh, the gates of the stadium open at 5 Mountain Time. The white lighter tomorrow is Kate Hansen, by the way, friend of the program. Yes. The Olympian. The Luge Coog. Yeah, awesome. BYU Marching Band will have a 9-11 tribute. BYU football team will run out to fireworks. The, uh, the national anthem performed by Westward the Tide. That's the name of the band I was mentioning earlier. Kickoff is quick, by the way. 7-1. BYU fans are traditionally late. So get there in Be time. On it's on time. It's not an 05, 07 kick. It's an 01, baby. Let's go. I love that the both teams are going to be out there for the anthem. That's going to be cool. 
the dynamic of the red jerseys and the blue jerseys and the helmets, it's, it's all going to look really, really sharp. Red, white, and blue, that's right. Love it. Don't forget the Cougar Walk at 445, oh, too. The Cougar Walk is awesome. Coming up, Brian Logan joins BYU Sports Nation again. Why the defense will step up this year. This is Craig Bills, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Craig Bills, our week one Y-Factor winner. Not Beals, Bills. He should put uh, the S on his jersey. It should be a dollar sign. Oh, that would be sweet. Bang. Can you do that, or would the NCAA have a problem with that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast on BYU TV. Download the podcast on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Hey, one lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. With our BYU Sports Nation Tank Your Fandom to South Beach contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. One word. Hashtag BYUSNMiami. The contest ends October 4th. I've had a number of people ask me, what if they're all playing on New Year's Eve in the Fiesta Bowl? I'm sure that we will honor the bowl game. What if? What if a volcano (laughs) erupts right now, right here? What if? (laughs) BYU Houston tomorrow. That's a legit question. Yeah. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on ESPN. Join us for Countdown to kick off our hour-long pregame show, Chuck Full of Awesomeness. Let's hope so. I'm leaving that up to you, Jerem. Okay, host. I'll leave it back up to you. Fair enough. I'll prep some content. you got to make it happen, baby. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, former defensive back Brian Logan, one of the members of our Countdown to Kickoff crew, also fresh off another performance on After Further Review last night. Got good feedback from that. Brian, let's start with our Twitter question, my friend. What do you expect to happen in the BYU versus Houston game this year after a 47-46 shootout last year? Oh, man. You know, I I expect uh, a blowout. Uh, yeah, and I and, and I mean, you know, this this Houston team, uh, you know, it's not a it's not a bad team, uh, but I just I, I think the guys are going to remember, you know, last year and how close it was, and and regardless of of how well they're doing uh, this year, you know, Coach Mendenhall and the staff does a great job with telling the guys, hey, focus one game at a time. But you know, as a player on that team last year, you got to remember how close that was, how much of a nail biter was, and so. Got to step up your game throughout practice, uh, throughout your film study, you know, while you're lifting weights. And so I think they'll be more prepared. I'm with you. I think that BYU is going to roll in this game. I think that Houston has struggled with a new offensive coordinator with three new offensive linemen, and that BYU will continue to carry that momentum from Saturday. I think it's nice that it's a Thursday game, too. The, the weird thing about this, Brian, is we don't know what we're going to get from Houston. Is it the game they played against BYU, or is it what they've shown this year? What's more likely to you? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's tough to say because you, you look at uh, the first game that they played against UTSA and just how horrible they did, right? And, and you know, we're kind of giving UTSA some credit just because they, they played Arizona and, and played them you know, pretty, pretty good, but we don't know how good Arizona is yet. Uh, and so, you know, it is always hard to to see, you know, a, a team's true identity to that third, fourth, fifth game. But a key, you know, something that's interesting to me is that they had six turnovers during that game, and I don't care who you are. You're not going to win that game. I remember a, a, a game that we played 
in junior college against Rob Daniels' team, actually, when they, before, before they were good, uh, before he got on the team. And we had, I think, seven turnovers, and we won the game, uh, I think, by three points. It was like 10 to 7. And that team at that time, they, 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 they didn't win one game that season. So that shows you, you know, how, how big turnovers are, regardless of, you know, the talent or how good the whole entire team is. And then now you look at the, the, the game uh, against Grandma State uh, and how well they did, how well they took, a, they took care of the ball, and it's a, it's a huge difference. So, you know, really it's going to come down to, to them being able to, to protect the ball, John O'Corn, you know, uh, making good decisions. Children of O'Corn. Uh, children of, of O'Corn, you know, <laughs> not, m- making good decisions and, and, and not, you know, giving gifts to the DBs. Brian Logan, BYU TV football analyst, defensive back in 2009-2010, back on BYU Sports Nation. Last year, BYU gives up 46 points, probably their worst defensive performance of the year. Uh, the offense fortunately put up By their far, best offensive their performance of the year with 47 points. Why will this year not be like last year in terms of comparing last year's BYU defense to now this year's? Well, the first the first thing is that you got to remember that BYU didn't have their corners, right? I mean, you you had guys like Rob Daniel and you had Daniel Swanson, uh, but Rob wasn't as good as he is now. You know, he, he didn't have that experience. Um, you know, you had guys like Sky Povey uh, back in the secondary that was giving up a few big plays. Mike Mike Haig uh, was in that game, had a huge sack. Blake Morgan was the nickelback. It was a different group. Right? Yeah, completely different group and. You know, some of those guys that had experience uh, as far as being around the program, you know, knowing the plays and knowing the system, but they didn't have those game reps. And that's the biggest thing. I could take practice, I could take practice reps, you know, from a redshirt freshman all the way to my senior year, but if I'm not playing in the game, you know, I, it, it, it's not going to do me no good. And so now you look at this year uh, with, with guys coming back, you know, Rob Daniel with the, with the experience, you know, Craig Bills, uh, who's playing lights out. And then you even look at a guy like Dallin Levitt, who's, you know, playing lights out right now, 15 yards in the, uh, you know, uh, from the line of scrimmage and coming up and making tackles, tackles for losses. Seriously. Uh, you know, you, you, you look at the depth, right? Uh, you, you have Jordan Johnson uh, back there, uh, Jordan Prater. Uh, so you have all these different pieces that uh, have experience and then they have talent as well. Uh, and so that's something that you really didn't have. And so when you looked at that game last year, you know, there, there was barely any drives that, that, that Houston had from, you know, the, their own 20-yard line, uh, yard line and then moving all the way in, in scoring. You know, they, they, there, there weren't these big, you know, 16, you know, 13-play drives. They were, they, they were five, six, you know, some were eight, but they were big plays. And so that's where this, this, these DBs, you know, we'll, we'll make up for that. They can keep everything in front of them, you know, not give up those big plays, rally to the ball, make tackles. You know, they'll be fine. It, it, those, Houston won't score at all. Brian Logan with us on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, I'm staring at the uh, new American flag decals that BYU will sport tomorrow, and Houston will wear them as well. Really sharp helmets. How jealous are you of the different uniform combinations that BYU will sport this year with the blackout, the whiteout, Brian, Brian the royal got to wear out? royal. But BYU this year, they will have at least moderations in four different games. How, how jealous does that make you, Brian? Man, you know, as a, as a man of style, well, at least I think I have style. Uh, you know, <laughs> Self-proclaimed. Yes. <laughs> they're very, 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 you know, disappointing. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's, it's, it's like, it's, 
it's, it's disappointing. I get sad. And, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it is true jealousy. You know, I look at, you know, guys like Alani and, and, and Scott, who I'm friends with, and, you know, our kids go on play dates, and I'm looking at them like, you, man, you don't know how lucky you have it. Kids wear black and royal blue and all these different colors and different cleats. Man, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun and exciting, though, to see that, you know, Coach Mendenhall, um, you know, has allowed this. You know, there, there is so many times where, you know, we wanted to do things and, and he just shut it down. You know, we were actually one of the first schools when, when Nike came with their new Nike Combat jerseys. We were one of the first schools that uh, that Nike approached, and Coach Minow said, "Nope, I don't like it. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not doing it. Tradition, spirit, honor." And we were all mad. And then uh, and then and then of course they went to TCU, and, and and TCU got to have their new Nike Combat jerseys. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's fun to see him evolve as a coach and uh, as a players' coach to. You know, not only be uh, you know more interactive with the media, but also with his players and letting them have you know these these, these things like New Jersey's and and and, uh, uh, and things like that. Well, Brian, we look forward to uh, seeing you and Spencer and David and everybody on Countdown to kick off tomorrow at eight Eastern time. Are you ready to bring it on the Y Factor and Bold Prediction? Man, you know I'm I'm ready, man. I was telling my wife the other day. I was like, I'm so sad. I'm so mad. I hate. <laughs> Hate losing. If I lose, if I lose, man, I might not participate for the rest of the year. I don't like that. You're that, that big bad. a baby. I don't like you smad. I don't like you smad. <laughs> it's a bad. No, comment. no, 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 no. I, I, I can't, I can't do it. I, I hate losing. So you know, uh, my guy that I pick is, is going to win. I have faith, and, and I prayed a couple times too okay. for the win, for the W. Brian Logan. One thing I guarantee is he will bring the swagoo. Great to talk to you, man. I will bring it to you. I'll say something for you guys, too. Fantastic. Share the wealth. (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we play big deal, no no deal. Houston averaging negative rushing yards. Does that even matter? And and I just saw the coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. I'll tell you what it is. Oh, nice tease, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. Countdown to kickoff is live at 8 Eastern time tomorrow night on BYU TV. Spencer Linton, David Nixon, Blaine Fowler, Dave McCann, Andy Boyce, Lauren Frankham. <laughs> we have so many people. It's, it's awesome. It's a uh, huge, it's a huge yeah, team. On the field, up in the booth, on our set. It's going to be fantastic. 8 Eastern time. I mentioned that I just saw the coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. At Sports Nation, the brother of the show that ESPN has. Uh, they said, here's a sweet picture of Ken Griffey Jr. with Carlton and Will Smith 24 years ago. Do you oh! Know, do you know Carlton's so real swag. name? Do you know his real name? Oh. Uh, I've heard it, but I can't remember. Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Those guys, man. With a young young Ken Griffey Jr. As Kenny Mayne once said in a Sports Center commercial, it's never iffy if it's Griffey. <laughs> I love the Mariners. I love Fresh Prince Bel Air. That is the coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. I've, yeah, yeah. Good stuff right there. He's going to tweet it out, folks, at Jerem Jordan. Perhaps BYU Sports Nation will retweet that. We'll have to see. Now you're putting check. on the pressure. We'll have to check the I just retweeted the, the end. You know what we should do right now? Big deal. No deal. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Credit card processing for your business needs. We throw out one-liners. Jerem and I decide... If it's one way or the other, let's go number one. Big deal, no deal. 
Houston averaging negative 1.1 yards per rush attempt this year. I say big deal because you don't want to you don't want to average negative yards rushing? Are you kidding Wait, me? Wait, why not? <laughs> uh, is this even a question? Yes, that's a big deal. It's no deal. How what? They averaged 1.7 yards per rush in last year's game against BYU and still scored 46 points. That's 2.8 yards more than negative 1.1. 2.8 yards. Hey, no deal! In a close game, that matters. Number two. It didn't matter. Big deal, no deal. Houston comes into Lavelle Edwards Stadium with a 1-1 one and one record. I'm going to say no deal because we don't know who they are. This is the same team, Zoolander. same quarterback, am I? same receivers as last year that scored 46 against BYU. They're certainly capable. They have the pieces, so you can't take this team lightly all of a sudden. Yeah, they had a bad season opener. But we don't know. It's too early to tell. BYU, greater than signal, carrot thing, Texas San Antonio. BYU is way better than Texas San Antonio. They're going to beat Houston by 17 plus. So is this big deal or no deal? It's a big deal <laughs> that they're 1-1. One one. If they were 2-0, oh, it'd be like, oh, yeah, see, like last year's game was big. We're not sure. BYU's going to crush them. <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. Bronson Kafusi's high ankle sprain. This is a big deal, capital six foot eight inches. High ankle sprain <laughs> makes me worry because it's not a quick recovery. It generally, when you look at players that are coming back from this injury, it's not fast. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bronson be out until, yikes, Utah State in early October. Listen, no offense to Bronson Kafusi. I think he's a great player. I'll go no deal. I think Michael Lisa played a good game. Uh, helped stop the run. I think BYU's got depth. I think it's I think it's okay. I would rather have Bronson in there, but I'll go no deal because I think BYU's got guys at outside linebacker. Number four. Big deal, no deal. ESPN brings the Skycam to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Big deal. Yeah, this, for the second time ever, I believe, Skycam technology will be in at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And that means we get to watch Taysom Hill, hashtag Taysman, Run all over the Houston defense with the sky cam angle. Yeah, let's get the blue goggles oh, on, baby. Oh, yeah. Sky cam, so awesome. Yes, ESPN, yes. Yeah, I'll go big deal. I think it's very cool. Uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium was not configured previously to be able to handle the sky cam. Different technology, a little lighter. They made it work, and they have it at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I can't wait to see awesome highlights on the sky cam. It's just, it's just the coolest angle. It's the video game angle. Did you know that that angle happened because of video games? I did not know that. Madden used that angle, and then they were like, could we do that angle in real life? And then they did it. No kidding. Seriously. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill's increased Heisman hype. I'm going to say big deal. And if you say no deal, Jerem, then you are. You're then in I'm big, what? Are you going to call names? Trouble, are you going to call names? No, I'm not going to call names. Okay. I'm going to say you're in big trouble. <laughs> okay, you at USA Today. Okay, they just released an article. Heisman watch Everett Golson, Taysom Hill on the rise. Taysom is number four. Number BYU, four! BYU Sports Nation just tweeted the link out. You can read that article from USA Today. It's two games into the season. That's why this is a big deal, because Taysom Hill is already on the radar. I don't big feel deal. intimidated. He does not. I don't see how Taysom climbs even higher. I mean, number four on a list like that? He like, jumped five spots as in one as, week. As long as you're in the top five, that's great. The, the idea is get Taysom Hill to New York like Jordan Lynch was. We want to do BYU Sports Nation live from the Heisman Room. <laughs> from the Downtown Athletic Club <laughs> yes, in New York City. New I drove York. by that one time in New York. I was like, that's it? That's where they give out the Heisman? 
It's just like a fancy hotel. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, no fancy hotels. What? But something better. The Cougar Whip Around plus more of your tweets. What do you expect between BYU and the anomaly Houston football team tomorrow? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You know what time it is, dude. 10.56. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Taysom Hill's number four in the USA Today's top ten Heisman watch list. Awesome. Not awesome. Injury news from practice yesterday. Bronson Kafusi, Algernon Brown, DeAndre Wesley all have ankle injuries. Bronco Mendenhall said he would like to see them all available for tomorrow's game. Interesting. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU safety Daniel Sorensen released yesterday by the Kansas City Chiefs. Quite frankly, I was stunned. Also, Hebron Fangupo was released from the Chiefs practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised to see Daniel sneak back on to the KC practice squad once he clears waivers. Women's volleyball. Jennifer Hampson's been nominated for the 2014 Senior Class Award given to the senior with notable excellence in the community, classroom, character, and competition. Golf. BYU women's golf team, third round of the Hobble Creek Fall Classic, canceled on Tuesday due to unplayable conditions. Yeah, we noticed. Yeah. The BYU women's golf team finished third place. Junior Leah Garner finished fifth overall as the highest-placing Cougar. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA are in Poland for the second round of the World Championships today. The Americans play Poland, who are hosting the tournament. The match is set for 2.30 Eastern time. Award-winning author and Sports Illustrated columnist Jeff Benedict, a future guest on the show, and one of the big three from the Thursday night ESPN crew will join us on BYU Reece Sports Davis, Nation. Jesse Palmer. Or David, David Pollock. Pollock. Awesome. One That's of the three. Cool. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jeremy? Should we give it to Zach Nyborg, Zach Nyborg and Duff Tittle? And Duff Tittle for getting us the uh, 9-11 Remembrance Helmet. We appreciate it. Just, we, we just found out it will be Jesse Palmer awesome. with us on BYU Sports awesome. Nation tomorrow. Hashtag the Bachelor. <laughs> Every girl ever at BYU is excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Tony Levine and Brian Logan again. This show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Carlos Nuno. We're out.